Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Well, here we go. Can you believe this? We are in, we are in uh, what is called the Death Star. Uh, th- there's no noises yet, obviously, because there's nothing here. In fact, as we speak, we are minutes away from the field being rolled in. What a strange thing to say. We're under a roof. Uh, and we can see outside, if we look towards the city, the Mandalay Bay and the Luxor and the Vegas traffic. This, the closer we get to this game, which will be live on Triple M, uh, both games, the more extraordinary and unbelievable it gets. The guests today, James Graham, Aaron Woods, Brent Reid. Gentlemen, this, I know we're getting closer, Jimmy. It doesn't seem real. No, it, it doesn't, Dan. And, and one thing I've got to say that you, you've missed out. How good's this stadium? It's got its own nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> like, three. It's like, got three here. It, it's got a nightclub. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, the, the suburban grounds of rugby league. Hey, give me a nightclub in the stadium any day of the week. This is fantastic. Vegas, they, they certainly know how to do things. Like, yeah, wow, what, a, what an amazing part of history we've got in our great game and what a privilege it is to be a part of it. I love the journos uh, really like you when we're done here are going to say I know what you're going to say we need roofs right because this is unbelievable <laughs> all indoor it's going to hold in the noise and obviously weather's not an issue but no 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 just remember when you do that nightclubs that's what Jimmy Graham wants at our, at well, our Woodsy, you've been to a game here have you not? Yeah, Did I you have. go to a game here? Did you go to the nightclub afterwards? No I didn't go to the nightclub oh, afterwards. Oh wow. Because uh, the, so the, uh, the CEO of the uh, Raiders side said if they win she'll shout us out and take us down there they got beat 3-0 oh that was it was the worst <laughs> game the worst lowest, yeah. lowest scoring game worst 20 game years or something the mock, would would you, the mock we're all here acknowledging that we're on a rot the fact that we're being paid to come to Las Vegas I didn't to call rugby that, league hey I didn't acknowledge that I think Reedy I think it's fair <laughs> okay. but how did you pull two trips I mean this is abs- <laughs> this is a disgrace Woodsy that you managed to come here to, to sell the, I mean, can I to bring up something? Can I, bring, I don't mean to be negative. Yo. But the r- lovely reporter, you were down there on the field and she calls it rugby and you didn't even correct her. I mean, you'd, sometimes you're just too nice for your own good. Dan, we had a big talk before we, uh, when we first got in from Andrew Abdo and it, what he said was there's going to be a lot of people calling it rugby. Don't worry about it. We just want to get the foot in the market and then once they're here, then we tell them rugby league and what our product is. So that's the only reason why I didn't correct her because the boss said not to. It's baby steps, Dan. And, you know, uh, uh, as long as people are acknowledging it's ru- a rugby of some form, yeah. that's, that's a starting point. At least, people, at least people are talking about it. Well, I'll tell you what. At some point down the track, you correct them. But you know but what? Not now. So not w- now. We had lunch today at the Venetian uh, as the Manly Seagulls group, and a lot of people are going, oh, use, use those rugby guys. Like, they're starting to yeah. notice, yeah. and they're actually full on yeah. Americans. So it, it's, it's sort of it's making a bit of a wave over here. It feels like, honestly, Magic Round Las Vegas. It's got that vibe where you walk down the strip now. Since yesterday, so we got here a couple of days ago, um, and since yesterday, you just see the jerseys. And and they're not just South Manly, Roosters, Brisbane. You're seeing jerseys of all flavours just walking up and down. I'm not sure we can say we've taken over, but I tell you what, (laughs) our presence is being felt. There's certainly plenty of Australians that have come over. Also, a lot of English have come and made the trip as well. You know, they're famous for their support in their boxers and UFC fighters over this side of the world. Anytime there's a fight in Las Vegas, they travel in great numbers. But I've spoken to a number of people that were like, we love our rugby league. 
NRL in Las Vegas. There's uh, there's heaps of English that are here as well. So we're making a we're making inroads. It'd be interesting to see, I guess. Do the NRL want Australians here, or do they want to capture more of the the American market and bring them into the stadium? I think they want both. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean both. that's the ideal world, right? And I did say to Andrew Abdo, I spoke to him yesterday about this whole extravaganza, and said he worried next year that the novelty will have worn off, and that's the reason they're rotating the teams yep. because next year the fans of the other teams will come over, so that sort of guarantees you ten thousand before you've even kicked the ball. Yeah, well, the, the what do they call it now? FOMO. The FOMO yes. back home would be incredible. I've got mates texting me all the time that are now <laughs> jealous that they, yeah. you know, it's not cheap. This is not a cheap exercise no. to come here. The flights, the hotel. Vegas is a damn expensive town. But the they're seeing now, they saw 360 last night. They've seen the news reports on 7 and 9 and whatever. And you, you could you could see the, 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 the ticking over in their mind. They're going to come here next year. They've seen what they're missing. Well, it, it's it's probably important that the NRL fast-tracked the decision. Oh, they got it. Uh, so well, we, they will, we, Jimmy. Jimmy, they should announce it on Sunday. Yeah. They should dead set announce it on, once the games are yeah. done. So next year, it's boom, 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 boom. Yeah, so those fans have got 12 months to save up, prepare, and get over here. Like, they're not going to do it that quick, Dan. I spoke, again, I spoke to Andrew about that. They've got a meeting on Sunday, the commission. They're going to have a debrief, but they're going to call for expressions of interest basically straight away. And they'll know within a month, a few weeks, yeah, it has to be who's ready, coming. Because you've got to give people a chance yeah. to save and up. And that's, they, they, that's one of the things I've learned out of this, um, this excursion, right? That They need to give pe- people more time. They give, need to give the teams more time. Yep. Everyone needs more time. But they, they know that, and that, that will happen quickly. All right, we've got to take a break. Uh, we're here for the hour. Uh, we're here also all weekend uh, live uh, on, uh, on on Triple M NRL South Manly. It's 1.30 New South Wales, 12.30 Queensland, and then Roosters Broncos, 3.30 New South Wales, 2.30 Queensland. Obviously, everything on the listener app. We're doing the pregame stuff. It's uh, pretty much a normal weekend here on Triple M footy, except it's from Las Vegas, from, uh, from Vegas indeed. More after this. Uh, Triple M. Doing it from Vegas. I think we need to make this a yearly event, Woodsy. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy Graham and uh, Brent Reid here as well. Now, midday is when we're on here on Sunday, everyone. So normal time. Jimmy, you're part of that, the uh, Sunday Sinbin. Sunday Sinbin is back. Really looking forward to that. I've, I've missed. I've missed the crew. Yeah. You missed Dobbo. Is Dobbo I, back? I, I have. I've got a... Uh, Don't believe that. I, we've only got an hour and a half, so I'm oh, thinking okay. of saving my grievances that have <laughs> built up over the past four or five months and for the for the show the following week, which is a four-hour show. How is Dobbo? He's had a bit of a dramatic trip. I was about to say, we won't go into details, but he's had a bit of a dramatic trip. Uh, what are, you, are you implying he was one of the... I'm not saying anything. The, I'm just the, saying... Well, the, no. main journalists. Well, I read the quotes... About the two, like, they had very Dobbo. I think we need a forensic. Hey, listen, he's okay. Everyone's no, okay, they, so they we reckon, can have fun with it. They reckon it, it was one journo and the other one was just sobbing in the corner. <laughs> I know one of the journos uh, wasn't Dobbo, but I read the quotes and I thought, this has got a smell about it. Anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's talk about the footy. Woodsy, how much adjusting has had to be done? I mean, we talked about the field, which is shorter, but more importantly, it's Wait. five metres uh, skinnier, which is, well, it's personally... It's almost like we've got one player too many. It does. Like it's honestly, there's a lot of adjustment, Dan. We've had to. So probably the last two weeks, we've actually worked hard on it at training back in Sydney, um, and then when we've had the fields over, obviously over in Vegas, it's it's quite a lot different. Like when you defend, you've got these plans and and you've got your structures defensively. Like 
your five. So your last middle defender normally tries to get on what we call black dot, which is the post. But now the width on your defensive line, it's like you're a little bit further um, if you're going to be what we normally are on a field. So, and then for a side like Manly, who we've got a lot of very fast outside backs, um, a, lot of, a lot of teams tend to say we shift quite a fair bit, it'll affect your shifting because you want to use every inch of the field. Whereas we lose five to six metres in, this, in, this, uh, in the field in America here. So it, it's, it changes up our game plan just a little bit. Yeah, I wonder as well, Woodsy, you know, a lot has been made about the, the, short, the, the shortness and width of the field, but we're playing in a roof stadium. Yep. Now, I know in my time as a player, I played at Cardiff Millennium Stadium when the roof would be closed. Yep. Now, that affects the, foot, the, the footwork. It does. It, it becomes you, a little dewier. It becomes very dewy. I wonder if that will be an issue. So, I'm just thinking from a coaching perspective, you'd be saying, look, pack your metal studs, lads. I don't want anyone, I don't want to see any players slip. There's nothing that, you know, annoys yeah. a coach like a player not coming mm. over in the well, correct footwear. But also, you think about if the players are going, if the shift is going to be hard, then what you'd do as a as a coach, I think, would be to bring players underneath because it's round one. Exactly. And we've got fatigue in the legs, fatigue in the lungs as well. That's something that you're going to look to exploit. Instead of trying to strip them for numbers on the edge, bring those quicker players underneath and attack some tired middle yeah. defenders. Yeah, definitely. And the, and the one biggest thing about probably rounds one to five is possession um, and where you turn it over. Um, there's a lot of loss, uh, loose ball, but it's a bit different, as you said, with the Jew. And, you know, we've got some really good finishers in our side, our wingers. They're, they're both outstanding finishers, but... Their starting positions change as well because you can't if – if they're hanging right on the paint, they get tackled. They slide straight over. They need to sort of it, – it's hard. We sort of say, like, you do want to swing the gate a little bit, as we call it. So when you're shutting the gate, you all go on the same page. Um, so you're not starting outside really wide. So they don't get dragged out of silence straight away. So there are all these little things, but time will tell. It's, it's yeah. going to be different. It's one of those ones where no one's played here. Yeah. So you, no one's played in this width of a field. I feel for the refs. Ashley Klein gets the first one. He's got a lot of responsibility, uh, Rudy. So, and Adam G, you know, proven rest, particularly G, had a wonderful grand final. Mm. I've spoken to a couple of coaches, pro, you know, privately, and and they're, they're under the impression, sort of nudge, nudge, wink, wink, the 10 is going to be 12. Yeah. And we ran this by Graham Annesley, and he said that will not be happening. Yeah, but, but he's got to say that publicly. I know, but I think that rumour's been everywhere, right? I mean, all the coaches have heard it. I don't think anyone had an official word in their ear and said, get ready for this, but they all think that's what's going to happen, just, just to keep we, the We've been apart. preparing for that, Reedy. Well, the last, thing we, need, well, the last thing we need is a dour game, Jimmy. That's, yeah. That doesn't entertain the fans. They want to entertain. They want points. They want action. So keep the sides further apart. It helps compensate for the lack of width on the field. Well, so it's only a 95-metre field, right? Yeah. And if you've got 12 metres, Jimmy... You're going to get teams on the attack yes. much sooner. Yeah. That that's the theory. It, it's shorter as well. That's the yeah. point. So the Forty twenties will become easier as well. So yes. The second game becomes ever more. Important. I get. Oh, yeah, goals are short, but the attack, the the short kick in behind the line to go for a try or get a repeat set. It's not as valuable as it once was. No. So I don't think that will be an issue. I think I think we'll see that trend go out the game for teams putting in short kicks and build, like quote unquote building pressure. Because the short dropout now, it, it, it almost... It's a 50-50, and, and teams are getting more successful in a short dropout. But do you reckon, coming over here, you know, we've got the American fans that love the collisions. Do you reckon the refs will sort of take the pee a bit out of the whistle, boys? I hope so. Well, I, think we, what, well I think we all hope so, right? And that's what Adam G did so well in the grand final. You wouldn't even know he was there refing the game. That's how good he was. 
All right. A uh, little bit later, we're going to talk about uh, the games themselves and come up with some predictions. Uh, but we're going to talk a bit more about this experience. It's an incredible experience. Don't forget, you can watch both games live on Fox League. You can listen to both games. Yes, both games have loosened the rights to the NRL. So we've got both games everywhere. Uh, South and Manly and Roosters and Brisbane are right across the Triple M network, including listener. More after this. Triple M rocking Opening weekend from Las Vegas, Nevada. Aaron Woods, Brent Reed, James Graham here as we get you ready. Uh, sorry, can we? What are we doing uh, pre-game? Are we doing Saturday show? Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay, okay. So it's only an hour and a half show. Very good. Okay, here we go. Sorry, three, two, and one. Triple M rocking Las Vegas and Allegiant Stadium. Aaron Woods, James Graham, Brent Reed. It's a great stadium, isn't it? This, uh, uh, you know, Woodsy, and you've been here. It's an NFL stadium. You know it's going to be special. Oh, yeah. But you can just feel this atmosphere, and the ticket sales are going terrific. Because it's built straight up and it's got the roof, this is going to be an incredible atmosphere. It's so exciting, Dan. And, you know, we we can see the ground at the moment. The field hasn't been brought back in yet. It yeah. takes, I think it takes about an hour to bring it in. And Well, as we speak, by the time we go off air, uh, as we as we record, it's it going to be rolling in. Oh, well, so the field's just coming in. It's looking outstanding. And, yeah. mate, honestly, it, it's just the field. Like, not, not just in here, Dan. It's the whole week. Like, the, you look everywhere. I've been to Vegas four times, and this is probably the main time I've seen actual NRL on billboards here. It, it's, it's ridiculous. If you had told me... This time last year that the NRL was going to be playing the opening round of the of the competition here, I would have said you got rocks in your head. This is a remarkable achievement for the NRL. A lot of people said to me, like, what's a successful, you know, Vegas stint for the NRL look like? I think this is. Just it getting, already is. Just getting our foot in the market, getting the game over here. Um, you know, like we just said uh, previously with, with the fans, this is really happening now. So the fans know, like, don't know what to expect yet because we haven't seen the games. Yeah. But after tomorrow night, I reckon the, the four teams that come next year – There'll be a lot more of people coming from Australia to come over here because they're going to see how much of a success it is and just how good it is. It's already a success because we're, we're dominating the this, this yep. sporting conversation back in Australia anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we speak about all the competition with different sports, but look at the leg up being here has given us in terms yep. of the media exposure that we've got in Australia. So partners want to be a part of that. Exactly. So it, it, it's a win already. You can look at, you know, attendance figures. You can look at viewing figures in America. The viewing figures in Australia are going to be, I, I believe, record-breaking. They're expecting big things. And don't forget the first game live exclusive on Fox. And we thank Fox. They've given us a lot of help uh, for us even being here for the radio portion. Um so uh, Fox League on KO 4K, the investment they've made is incredible. It's going to look fantastic on TV. 360 last night looked unbelievable up at Caesars, uh, at, at uh, Conrad Resorts World with the drones. And it just everything's got a beautiful polish about it. Did I see, Reedy, we're looking at 50,000 now? Well, I think they've sold 40,000 tickets, Dan. So they're hopeful that uh, they've got to roll up on, on game day and maybe nudge that $50,000 figure, which would be... Extraordinary, really. I mean, I think forty thousand is an, an amazing effort by the game. How many's come over from Australia already? I think they've around twenty thousand. I think that's not bad from Australia. So fifteen to twenty thousand. So um, lots of that means there's lots of locals who bought tickets as well. Yep. Well, it's, I tell you what is noticeable. Even the get get off the plane, drive to the uh, drive from the airport here. It's about twenty minutes. Every billboard, then they're digital billboards, and they rotate. 
but every one of them at some point had an, an NRL presence on it. Then I, I drove around yesterday. I had a car for the day and put it deliberately on the rock station. And I tell you what, there is a dead set copycat station here. It's a dead set Triple M Vegas situation. <laughs> but every commercial break, every every time they went to ads, you'd hear the Russell Crowe ad, and you would hear uh, an American doing a voiceover for the Fan Day, um, which has, has has now been and gone. Uh, so they've what's noticeable, Rudy? They've spent a lot of money the NRL, but I think they've actually spent it in in the right areas to get awareness. And I yep. think what this is – it feels like this first one is is not even necessarily about getting people into the ground. Obviously, that's the best-case scenario. But it's just been making people aware this thing exists. Yeah. Well, well, well sorry, sorry. Oh, you go, Jimmy. Go. No, I was going to say I was sat in a sports bar today for a little bit of lunch, and the amount of sports – that are in the American market is insane. I was mm. watching, you know, female college lacrosse. <laughs> like, just... So if the NRL can, you know, have a, be a permanent fixture in, those, in the likes of those sports bars, we all know the attraction to gambling here in Nevada and those markets expanding across the different states now becoming legalised. Think of the thousands of sports bars that exist. There's always sports on in America. That's something they do really well with their college and their professional sports. There's always a multitude of sports yep. all happening all day at the same, at, even at the same time. So the NRL can just be another sport yeah. mm. that's I mean, on in these sports bars that there's thousands of. Yeah, they're realistic. They just want a slice. Not a big slice. That's it. Just a slice of it. And if they can get rugby league on the American consciousness yeah. in, so, in some form, even, even if it's only 1% of the population, that's a hell of a lot of money. If, like if you can tap into the gambling market, Isn't it like it's 350 million, million or something. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you get 3 million people gambling on rugby league, um, because, you know, there's some tragics out there, like a pun at all hours of the night, <laughs> and you get your, your commission on that. I mean, this, that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, people have this airy-fairy dream of, of recruiting players from America. Let's be realistic. That's probably not going to happen. Hang on, I'm, have you written any of those stories? No, I haven't. I would have, Some but of your people beat me have. to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk some footy. It's Triple M rocking Allegiant Stadium as we get you ready for uh, the big one on Sunday afternoon, live right here on the M's. Just about done here in Las Vegas for today, <laughs> but we're on. You've got all the podcasts on... Geez, you're all over the listener podcast, Woodsy. You are the listener darling. I'm not as bad as Wade Graham at the moment. Oh, is he, yeah, is he Wade, dominating? Yeah, because I've had to be with Manly, he's taken a lot of my gigs. I'm filthy. <laughs> hey, welcome to our world. Grass-cutting is mandatory, my he'll, friend. He'll still in, Wade, Woodsy will still invoice, though. <laughs> I don't use you're that. From the Maroons, Do not, you're, you're from the Maroons. <laughs> you got Reedy. You've got uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, all right, let's talk about these games quickly. South and Manly, Jimmy. Um a lot of expectations on Manly. Luke Brooks, we're hearing, might be under a bit of an in- injury cloud, but probably will be there. Yeah, thumbs up from there, from Woodsy. This is, a fa- this is actually a fascinating game. We've been caught up in the event. This is a really interesting game. South crashing out last year. Manly have had a couple of lean years. A lot of pressure on these clubs. Well, they're two blockbuster games, Dan. Like, forget we're here in Vegas. These are two games that fans should be really excited about anyway. I think, you know, you, you look at, at, at Manly... The addition of Luke Brooks, I think he will you know, really work well with Cherry Evans. I think we'll see a much better, more consistent Luke Brooks. Really, Manly season, it, you boil it down to one thing, and it's the fitness of number one, Tommy Tabojevic. And if he, can, if he can get back to that form that he, that he showed in and around the COVID years, 
the 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 origin year when him and Tedesco were two pronged attacking, but basically played with two fullbacks. If he can replicate that form, he is so influential. Like you know when you talk about betting markets and you see when a player's in versus a player out, he would be worth so much to Manley's chances from a betting point of view. And everybody knows we see what he brings, and it's he's almost got that that aura now about him and the effect on his teammates where they see him and go, we believe we can win. But when he's not there, sometimes you, you, even your most experienced players like Cherry Evans would be looking at, it's going to be tough today. Yeah. It, it, it is exciting. When you, when you walk into that dressing shed and you see Tommy with the number one in the back and he's, and he's wearing that jersey, it's like, wow, we've got a you know, genuine superstar there. Um, mate, he's honestly... I know, Dan, you hate these old sayings. He's, had a, he's, he's, he's had a great preseason. <laughs> he's, the the he's been outstanding. The house down. He's, uh, honestly, you know who else has thrown the house down? Latrell. Latrell Mitchell. I've heard. And, and we, Reedy, I think we read a little bit too much into Latrell's happiness. But he looked he looks really damn happy, happy right now. He was bouncing. He, he wasn't there. he effervescent. When of course he would be, boys. He's in Vegas. But when he's effervescent, when uh, I don't know what's going on, on in his private on. life, that's not our business, but I, he, he's, he looks fitter. He looks happy. Uh, and it's a big year for him too, you know. Cody Walker's not getting younger, and he's got that Cliff Lyons touch about him. But for South, it's going to have to happen quickly. The thing that worries me about South in this game is they're outside backs. They're missing Campbell Graham, Jack White, and you look at their centres. Well, uh, it's Kenner and um, Isaiah Tass. Isaiah but you got Jacob uh, Gagai making yes, his debut. Yes, making his at the age of 28. This field will help them, right? It's harder to exploit them on this field. But Tommy doesn't make. Tommy makes the right call. 9.9 times out of 10. And if he gets a chance to exploit those guys, yep. he will get them. And Tommy's very good at playing through as well, really. He's not one that goes around. He likes to get the ball in his hand and carry the ball. Yep. So that's something that's different. A lot of fullbacks, they like the... The Reese Walsh has got that really good cutout pass, you know, that he can yep. finesse his way. Whereas Tom plays nice and direct. If he sees something, like, we'll have a game plan of structure. But if he sees something, he just backs himself and goes. And that's what is going to be really exciting about it. Well, for myself, Finn, that's what really scares me. The Tommy could cut loose, and those young outside backs, inexperienced outside backs, won't won't be able to handle. Can we expect round one? Often handling mistakes. Hopefully, the roof takes care of that, and and the handling's good. But match fitness, their match fitness is non-existent. I mean, we've had what some players have played half an hour yeah. of, of oh. so. Therefore, if the match fitness has dropped off, fatigue really might open this thing up in the second half. Well, Dan, we, I think probably three-quarters of our squad haven't played. Yeah. You know, we, you played that scrimmage the, against St. George, We had a scrimmage you? against St. George, we had two trials, but Siebes was, that was probably the only time we had our full-strength squad was against the Dragons in the scrimmage. Yeah. And you were there, Reedy. It wasn't yeah. a proper game. It was that, about 70%, yeah, maybe? Yeah, you, you didn't have those pre-match nerves. You know, there was nothing on the line. Uh, you and come in here, it's round one. There's competition points. Well, in the first quarter of that scrimmage, uh, they had Zach Lomax on the wing, right? Yes. Memory. And Tommy just... Carved them apart yeah. within. Te- it was twenty minutes, and Tommy set up two tries. And I thought this bloke's looking good. But, well, as well, when when match fitness comes into play, professionalism comes into play as yeah. well because some of these players have been away for a long time. You know, you're in the hotel, you've got camp food available here in Vegas, plenty of distractions. Then also, so you've got that to factor in. How professional can you be in the build-up? Some of these teams have been away for ten days now. How professional are you going to be? But then also, it's that emotional energy that comes with this. This is You can feel the sense of occasion here. Like How much are the players going to manage that? Not only not being out there physically for, for a long time or not long time frames in terms of the build-up to round one, but the huge emotional weight of like, hey, the world's watching me here. You know another thing, Jimmy? Um, when, I, when I come over here previously in December and I come back, I said to Siebs, are you sure you want to be here for the whole two weeks? 
you know, I was thinking, oh, you know, it, it's bright lights of Vegas. Anything could happen. You're not sure. The other boys have been in LA. They've been nice and quiet. I reckon it's not a bad ploy that Siebes did because what we did, we got all the walking. There's so much to see. You want to yeah. be on your feet. Mate, we were walking nearly, you know, 10Ks a day because, yeah. like, you know, the, you don't realise how far the casinos actually are yeah. from each other. Souths, Roosters and Broncos all got in yesterday and today. So they're just seeing these sites and I've seen all the boys go out. So little things like that, that's just not their normal preparation they'd have in Sydney or Brisbane. So do those little things wear them down? It's and, and interesting too, uh, it is only around one match. So it's probably one you can afford to let the players off the leash, not be stupid, Woodsy, yep. but you know, it's, it is an experience. It is, it is a great experience, like you said. But the other thing is it's two points, two competition I points. Know, I'm not devaluing it, but I'm uh, saying it's not a grand final where you no, have to have not. everything absolutely Every- perfect. I mean, drink this. Manly's not coming in next year. And and, and the other club. They want to, Dan. Manly want to come back. I tell you who the broadcasters want to come back, and that's Brisbane. Because their rating's gold. And uh, we, you know, there's more Brisbane fans here than any anywhere. Their game against the Roosters. Also fascinating. Roosters need a big 2024. They do. And and Jimmy, the Broncos, there's questions there. Not just the heartbreak of, of recovering from a grand final, but no Flegler, no Farnworth. Uh, it's a still a red hot squad, but not quite what it was last year in terms of names. Yeah, I, I guess for the Broncos, it's, it's a really interesting predicament and how they how their mindset is because they had it. They didn't just they, well. It's one of those how you describe it. They won the grand final. <laughs> it was over. It was done. <laughs> in sixty, but they minutes. lost. And how much is that? How Where's the headspace of the Brisbane Broncos squad right now? Is it, boys, we proved we can did it? We, 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 we did. We proved what we can do. We proved we can beat Penrith. They didn't, but. Well, they, and how bad did they play in the first 40 minutes? It was awful. It should have been over at halftime. It was awful. And they found a way to get 8-6 at halftime. They were clinging on. And then they run away with it. And they'd won the game. It was over. And they can't play as bad. And they still... And so, where's the mindset? Is it, boys, look what we can do. If we just switch on a little bit, look after our ball control. Yeah, we've got some new players coming in, but we're going to be sweet. Or is it, oh, we could have had a ring. Could have, should have, would have, didn't. It's really interesting to see how the Brisbane Broncos bounce yeah. back because it's a huge emotional toll. It's almost, I'm not joking when I say this, but it's almost like you need professional help. It, it, You'd be mourning this. The other mm. thing is, Jimmy, they went from that and they also got beat quite heavily. A lot of the Broncos players in the Australian game too by New Zealand does that hang over as well I, I, I don't know if I, that factors into it but I just think for the for the Broncos players what they had what they lost it's, mm. it, it could affect them mentally hugely going into this season alright uh, give us a tip for that you can't give us a tip on the first one would you uh, Brisbane second game Rooster squad looks pretty good, but obviously we're talking about the grand final. I just think, finalists. like Jimmy said, I think Brisbane will be hurting, yeah. and I think they'll want to start the season off on a high. Oh, that Rooster team does look good. It looked good last year too, I, yeah. and and that's where people are a bit sceptical. They've got a lot to prove. Len you up front, obviously no Maria Hargreaves. Hargreaves, no Angus Crichton. He's yeah. he's on the way out, isn't he? Yeah, I, he won't be there next year. Yeah, uh, he'll be in rugby union somewhere. Yeah. Probably, probably in Europe. All right. Brisbane for you? Brisbane for me. Well, you never tip against them anyway. No, I don't. Uh, what about you, Jimmy? I want to go Roosters. Okay. Ooh. All we want, two crackerjack games. Yes. End-to-end and close, and we're happy. 
Uh, and we're going to have what looks like 40 to 50,000, maybe even a few more, as we are about to say farewell. Uh, listener, the app, uh, make sure you're part of that to listen to the live calls there and get all the podcasts that have uh, pumped through with Wade Graham and Woodsy part of that. And we'll be on here live 12 o'clock New South Wales time, 11 a.m. Queensland. How good is that? Sunday morning football. Uh, the games will start 90 minutes after that. Triple M rocking the NRL in Las Vegas. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.